Welcome. This is Stephen Harris, and this is the Harris English Learning Podcast. Full disclosure, I am not a wizard. I have no tricks to make your language learning easy. However, if you are mastering English and you really want to engage life while doing it, well then, join me and let's experience the adventure together. If I have a sore back, I ask my wife for a back massage. But sometimes I go to a different lady. Easy now. I'm talking about a physiotherapist. I go to her clinic. I lie down. She uses her thumbs like spears. She starts digging into my back. She's looking for tense muscle. She always finds it, and then she starts grinding and scraping the tense muscle on the nearest bone. It hurts. Even so, I give her money, I smile, and I say thank you. And I do it all for a good reason. My wife's method is comfortable, it's nice, but the next day, there's still back pain. The evil physiotherapist method hurts, but the next day, my back feels better. Language learning methods are like massages. There are comfortable learning methods. They don't actually fix our weaknesses. Then there are painful methods, but afterwards, they fix our weaknesses. Do you use a comfortable method or a painful method? What I'd like to do in this podcast is look at what is a learning method and then try and answer one question. Am I using a good learning method for me right now? That is actually a very difficult question to answer, and probably not for reasons that you think. But first of all, I wasn't going to hear the sizzle and pop of my mother's hamburger patties unless there was barbecue lighter fluid. Nowadays, you light a barbecue by pushing a button. But back in the day, I spent a long time trying to light a pile of filthy briquettes. I developed a shortcut, as I'm sure everyone else did. I would dump buckets of lighter fluid on the briquettes. And then I'd drop a match and... A learning method is lighter fluid for learning. It accelerates learning. For example, there's a method called TPR, total physical response. It uses your bodily motion to deepen memory. Let's fly a plane. And all the students repeat while pretending to fly a plane. 
It works great with children, and it's actually quite effective for memory recall. Another method is called the direct method. Now this method, it uses only English in the classroom, and it doesn't explain, or at least not directly explain, any grammar. Now maybe some of your teachers have used this method with you. But there is an opposite method to the direct method. In fact, it is the alpha method, the most popular language learning method in the entire world. And it's called GTM. GTM. Mm, yeah. The Grammar Translation Method. This method examines one grammar form at a time. Then you translate the sentences from your first language to the English language, or vice versa. And it is incredibly good at learning how to read dead languages. Yeah, GTM developed around 500 years ago to teach a language nobody used, Latin. And I like it. I use it occasionally at university because it is excellent for helping students practice specific grammar forms. So these methods, or any method for that matter, is lighter fluid and it speeds up learning, a certain type of learning, depending on the method. So now, the question we need to answer is, today, are you using the right method for you? And fortunately, that's really easy to answer right now. Here it is. Is the method you're using moving you closer to your language goal? Thank you for listening to the Harris English Podcast. I nah, just joke. I'll explain more. My grandfather taught me how to play golf. He took me to a golf course and he said, put this ball in that cup with these clubs. It was easy and hard. Every swing of the club told me how I was doing. It was feedback. Was the ball heading towards the cup? Okay, all's well. Did I launch the ball into the trees? And I had to change something. The golf cup is an unmovable reference point. And you can judge every single shot in reference to that cup. And we have cups in language learning too. They're called goals. And when you have this reference point, you can get feedback. 
Did you move closer to your goal? Okay, all is well. Are you not getting closer to your goal? Well, then we know you have to change something. Probably the methods aren't working. But there is a really easy way to make this goal essentially useless. And that is to make the goal vague. Now imagine if on that first day with my grandpa, if he said, okay, put this ball in a cup. It's somewhere out there. Sometimes that's what language learners say to me. I'll ask them, uh, where's the cup? Where is your goal? And they'll reply, yeah, I kind of want to speak better. Speaking better, that's, that's vague. That's just kind of out there somewhere. How about something like, my goal is to speak faster with more natural language in daily conversations. Okay, so that, that's better. We can measure that. And we can know in a week, really, if we're going towards that, that target, that cup, or we're getting lost in the tree somewhere. So maybe you never knew the value of clear goals. Well, fair enough. But after a year or a decade or a lifetime of uh, failing, Surely we must know that something's wrong here with our learning method. And yet, we don't do anything. Why is that? And I think Daniel Kahneman, in his book, Thinking Fast and Slow, I think he answers this for us. He says that when we face difficult questions, and we don't really know the answer, we sometimes switch question to an easier question. It's like that, that street magic trick where they've got the, the paper cups and there's a ball under one and they start moving the cups around and somehow that, that ball switched to another paper cup. We do that sort of mental magic in our minds. So if we say, well, am I using a good method or not? Instead of saying, you know, I just have absolutely no idea, we'll switch that to an easier question. For example, do I like my teacher? We say, yes, I like my teacher. So are you using a good method? Uh, yes, I like my teacher, is kind of how we're answering that. We might say, you know, are you using a good method right now? And, and you might say, yes because I don't have to make mistakes in front of my classmates. So we're not actually answering the real question, we're just answering an easier one that we can answer. Okay, and maybe you're asking, oh yeah? How am I supposed to know which method to use then? And you're right, you're not supposed to know. But you can learn, and it's not as hard as you might think. In fact, 
you can know within a week, not a lifetime, whether your method is getting you closer to your goal. And here's how. When we learn, it's, it's our brain that learns, right? So let's look at an important brain principle. You get good at what you repeat. Uh, let me repeat that. You get good at what you repeat. So, now let's apply this to a goal. Earlier we talked about a person who wanted to become more natural and faster in daily conversations. Alright, so now you know what you have to repeat. Would the grammar translation method work for this learner? It might have a place, but not a very big place. Translating sentences will make you good at translating sentences. This person needs to attempt, then analyze their conversation. They need to study examples of natural conversations, not textbook conversations, and try it again and again. They need to attempt, analyze, repeat. Then you need a stopwatch. You need to time it. Uh, you need to, to force your mind to gather all that information floating around your head and, and help you get it out of your mouth as soon as possible. And yes, it'll be like a physiotherapist's painful massage. The results will be awesome. All right. Let's bring this all together. We tried to figure out what a learning method actually is. And it's lighter fluid. It speeds up a result. There's a lot of methods, but the question is, am I using a good method right now for myself? And the only way you can answer that is to be crystal clear on your goals. Otherwise, you'll never know if you're going in the right direction. So, What's the one thing that you can do right now to help you on this language journey? I'd say clarify your goal. Ask yourself, in three months from now, where do I want to be? What do I need to be able to do that I can't do now? Be specific. Make it measurable and make it relevant. And then you'll know if your methods are actually getting you there. And if you do need to switch to a more painful method, I hope you do. That pain will bring you the pleasure of language mastery. And that sounds pretty good to me.
And this brings us to the end of our podcast. Until our next connection, I bid you adieu and wish you all the best in your English language masterpiece.